Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the McCarty Ministries podcast. Don't forget to go wherever you listen to podcasts to rate and review us. Your feedback helps us reach more people and we appreciate that. So if you could give us a five-star review, say something nice, and it'll help us to accomplish our mission. Thanks so much. In today's episode, I want to tackle an issue that is front and center for so many people. It's something that both young people and adults are trying to navigate. I'm talking about a tool, a foundation of our current culture, and something that's become almost essential to daily living. It's a tool because it can be used to communicate to large audiences. It's a foundation to our culture because of its sheer reach. And it's almost essential because of how it impacts a business's brand and market share. I'm talking, of course, about social media and the issue of how to find a balance in using it. Just a few short years ago, the term social media made people think of Facebook and maybe Twitter, and that was it. Today, the term encompasses those platforms along with Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat, and even more. To show you just how big social media is, let me share some quick random statistics about it. It's estimated that there are almost 3 billion monthly Facebook users active right now. 3 billion with a B. That's almost half the world's population. Of those users, most of them average 33 minutes of their day on the platform. That's the typical running time of a TV show. And they happen to spend almost 17 hours on Facebook each month. YouTube is the second largest social media platform, and it has around 2.5 billion users. The average time spent on YouTube each day is about 18 minutes. Both Facebook and YouTube usage together is almost an hour. And these are just averages. There are people that are using these platforms way more than 33 or 18 minutes a day. Instagram, that's another platform. They have one and a half billion users. And TikTok, the fastest growing social media platform, has about one billion. These two platforms have a larger audience of teens and young adults. Most people under the age of 24 say that Instagram and TikTok are where they get their news. The usage of social media has increased screen time, that's time spent staring at a computer, a tablet, or a smartphone, in all generations, but particularly in Gen Z. Gen Z are those born between the late 90s and early 2010s. And this social media usage is not only entertainment for these younger generations, it's influencing their worldview. In my book, Now What?, I cover some of these statistical impacts in detail. One finding is that only 34% of Gen Z believe that lying is wrong. Think about that. Only 34% of them believe lying is wrong. This is largely due to the fact that they make their determination based on what the majority of who they follow says about any given topic. From abortion, to climate change, to gun control, to gay marriage, Gen Z's worldview is based on what they watch and read on social media. It's not based on their faith. It's not based on what their parents have taught them. It may not even be based on what they've learned in school. It's based on what they've read and watched on social media. 
and they're watching and reading quite a bit of it. One study by Barna shows that one out of four Gen Z persons gets eight hours or more of screen time a day. I'll pause to let that sink in. Eight hours. Eight hours is the typical work day for an adult. Six to eight hours is a school day. Eight hours of screen time a day. I'm sure these statistics are educating you. Perhaps they're even concerning you. But let me land one final point here before I share a personal story with you. And then I promise I'll encourage you. It's not just the amount of time folks spend on social media. It's the content they're consuming. Let me say that again. It's not just the time they spend on social media. It's the content they're consuming. While there are positive role models out there, there are many more undesirable ones. And while Christian influencers exist on these platforms, they are vastly outnumbered by cultural warriors who are all too eager to change the Christian's worldview of multiple generations, particularly Gen Z. And if that reality isn't sobering enough, consider this. All of these social media platforms have designed algorithms that curate customized content for the user. In other words, you only see what the platform wants you to see. I know it sounds a little bit like a conspiracy theory, but stay with me. This phenomenon is most evident when you realize that your personal feed is specific to your tastes and interests compared to your friends. And it goes both ways. Not only will the platform push content you like and are interested in, it can and does push content to you that is intended to shape how you think and feel about any given topic. And it's even designed to get you to take action, like registering to vote, buying a product, or subscribing to a service. If you don't believe me, pay attention to the next time you shop on a store, online, and later that day in your Facebook feed, you have an ad from that company for that product. It's kind of weird. All right, now that I've ruined your day, let me share a personal story and then give you some biblical tips on how to strike a balance and win with our usage of social media. It wasn't too long ago that I was playing in the basement with my three daughters. We did the usual things, tea parties, dress up, lion chase, we played doctor. I have to take frequent breaks because, well, you know, they're full of unending energy and I'm not. During one of these breaks, I sat down on the couch to catch my breath and rest my feet. A few minutes into the break, my oldest daughter walked up to me with my smartphone in her hand and said, Daddy, here, I thought you might want this. What a thoughtful gesture, I thought to myself. It sure was nice of her to think of me. And then I began to think, why would she think I needed my phone? Was it because she often saw me holding it? Was it because she was used to seeing her dad mindlessly stare at the screen? Sadly and most likely. That hit me hard. Did I want my daughters growing up with a mental picture of their dad constantly staring at a cell phone? Of course not. That's, that's not what I want. So it was right then and there that I did what many of you have probably done before. I decided to take a break from my social media accounts. I had done this, you know, many times before. I'd take a month off, a day off, whatever. But this time it was different. 
Instead of limiting my time each day or taking a whole month off, I completely deactivated all my social media accounts for an entire year. I have to tell you, it was one of the best years of my life. I found that I was less anxious about things. I slept better. I had more time in the day to spend with my family and tackle projects around the house. I actually got in shape and lost weight because I found I had more time in the day to exercise. The benefits of cutting out social media for me personally far outweighed the disadvantages. Really, the only downsides to not being on social media for me were missing my friends' birthdays and anniversaries and not being able to grow our ministry and promote my kids' books. That was it. If you can relate to this struggle, I want to encourage you today and give you some biblical tips on how you can strike a balance like I have. So let's get into it with our key verse. Our key verse for this episode is 1 Corinthians 14.10. The King James Version says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without significance. And our main points for this episode are three points on how to strike the social media balance. Here they are. Number one, influence only. Don't follow. Number two, schedule your time. And number three, sub in social media with scripture. So our key verse is 1 Corinthians 14.10. Paul said that there are many voices in the world and none of them is without significance. The same is true with social media. It has a voice. It is a voice. And everyone you follow on those platforms has a voice too. And they're all screaming at you, trying to shape your worldview. This is why so many people today feel like they don't know what the truth is or where to find the truth. Who's telling me the truth? Who's lying to me? Who's just trying to sell me a product or get me to vote for them? This is the issue with social media and all of the voices that are on it. And it doesn't have to be this way, which brings us to our first point. Again, these points are designed to encourage you and help you find a balance using social media in your lives. Our first point, influence only, don't follow. Strangely enough, I often get pushback from friends when I share with them how much I dislike social media. I am passionate about this topic, and I can often be found saying, I hate social media. I wish it had never been invented. Social media? More like unsocial media. I really do wish it didn't even exist, because I feel like it's had such a negative impact on society. My friends might argue with me about the benefits of social media when I present this. Particularly, my Christian friends remind me that it's the town square of our day. It can be used to preach the gospel and reach the lost. The truth is, we're both right. Social media is having a negative impact on society, and it can be used to preach the gospel. I don't have the time to devote to the issues it's having on mental health, but unfortunately they're far-reaching. Just ask your local licensed therapist, pastor, or teacher, or even parent. The facts cannot be argued. Studies have shown that social media lends to the increase in the rates of suicide, anxiety, depression, eating disorders, obesity, gender dysphoria, and violent aggression. But social media is also the go-to platform for Christian influencers. Over TV, 
over radio, and certainly over print media. In fact, as I talk about Christian influencers on social media, I currently am thinking about the reach that my own church and pastors have with it. I can also think of the likes of Tim Tebow, Lecrae, or Sadie Robertson. Without these platforms, they wouldn't be able to reach the masses like they are. So while I'm a proponent of eliminating social media altogether, there is another option. Use your social media to be an influencer, not a follower. Matthew 5 says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In other words, let your light shine. We all sang that song as a kid, This Little Light of Mine. So use your social media to influence others. Have a positive impact by posting content that preaches the gospel, encourages people, and brings hope. You can post short videos, share scripture references, or even funny memes. Whatever influences this dark world for good, do it. To put it another way, consider this from Romans. How can they call on him to save them? unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? We often think of that verse from Romans 10:14 to be only for pastors or missionaries, but it's really a mandate for all Christians. And you can use social media to tell them about Jesus. Be an influencer, not a follower. Don't be a follower constantly scrolling through your feed, taking in everyone else's content. Too often, you just get envious about what other people have, about what other people are doing, where other people are going, and how many followers and likes they have than you. Get on social media to post positive, Jesus-affirming content, and then get off. Don't waste your time with all the other stuff that followers do like arguing about politics or posting negative comments on someone's feed. Be an influencer, a positive influencer. There are some really good tools out there that allow you to post content, even schedule it in advance without ever having to log into the platform. This way you don't even have to get tempted to scroll through your feed. The reason I can give this advice is because this is what I've decided to do personally. After my year off from social media, I realized I wasn't connecting with the followers of my ministry or my kids' books. So as much as I enjoyed and benefited from the time away personally, I was neglecting the endeavors that God has called me to do. So for the most part, I get on long enough now to post content for my followers and to increase my reach to a new audience, and then I get off. Before I move on to point number two, I know what you're thinking. How am I going to stay on top of birthdays and anniversaries and life events of my friends if I'm not on social media and following their content? I asked myself the same question when I went through this. You know what I discovered? I'm not really friends with 4,000 people. The people who really matter, who I'm close enough to, they're in my contact list. I have their phone number or their email address. During that year I took off from social media, I found that I was texting, calling, or emailing my friends more. If it was their birthday, I'd call them to wish them a happy birthday. If they were going through a difficult time, I'd meet them and have lunch with them to talk it over. It was far more personal than posting something on their wall or tagging them in my story. 
One more thing as an influencer, and this is very important. Once you post your content, leave it alone. Don't repeatedly go back to see how many likes you received or what the comments look like. It'll take up more time than you realize, and it really isn't necessary. Unless someone asks you a question that needs your attention, what you're really doing is trying to find validation from others. Whether you're 18 or 56, this is important. There are hundreds of studies that have been done that show the same result we get from seeing likes and follows on social media is that of a drug addict getting their fix. When we get likes and follows, we actually get a dopamine hit to our brains, and it's the same way as any other pleasure reward we can experience. That dopamine hit that we get repeatedly from every single like or every single follow over and over again throughout the day, it's not good for us. We weren't designed to get that many hits, that many rewards, that often throughout the day. Besides, we only need to live for an audience of one, right? It only matters what Jesus thinks, not the opinion of the masses. All right, let's look at the second point. Schedule your time. One of the keys to finding balance with using social media is to ensure we're not spending so much time there that we're neglecting other areas of our lives. Face-to-face -face time with our families, caring for loved ones, physical activity, time outdoors, studying, working, all of this needs to be done, and it's all important. The best way to avoid spending eight hours a day on a screen is to schedule the time of the day that you're going to engage in your social media platforms. Pick the same time every day to get into a habit or a rhythm and assign it a duration. For example, maybe you'll take just 15 minutes during your lunch every day to share your influence, and that's it. Whatever time of day or week you choose, and for however long, isn't the point. The point is to actually schedule it out. Be on purpose about it. If the writer of Ecclesiastes were alive today, I believe he would include social media, under the time for everything under heaven. Final point is this. Sub in social media with scripture. When I covered some of the social media statistics earlier, you may have thought 33 minutes. That's a long time to do anything. And you're right. It's a good chunk of anybody's day. So think about this for a second. How many times have you said, I just can't find enough time in the day for prayer and Bible reading? Guess what? If you have 33 minutes a day to be on Facebook, you have 33 minutes a day to read your Bible. The more time you spend with God, the less time you'll spend on social media, and vice versa. And that's the very point I'm trying to make. Proverbs 4, 20-22 says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. The quality of our lives is directly related to the time we spend in the Bible. Before we review, I want to leave you with this idea of being an influencer instead of a follower. It was many years ago when I was a youth pastor, and Facebook was really one of the only platforms out there. Facebook and Twitter were about it. And as a youth pastor, I would use my platform, obviously, to share all of the cool things that God was doing in our youth ministry at church. 
And as a youth pastor, I often used my platform to share Bible verses and encouraging testimonies. I don't know about you, but I'll often post those things and wonder, is anybody even reading them? After all, I'm telling all of you not to follow, just influence, right? But the secret is that most of us are followers. We are checking up on what other people are saying. And back then, on social media, there really weren't a whole lot of public personalities. It was just friends connecting and following friends. And I remember getting a personal Facebook message one night. The message was from a friend, a friend of an earlier time in my life. In fact, this friend listens to this podcast, so he's probably going to hear this story. And the Facebook message basically said, I've been following you and watching you. I've been watching your life with Jesus. I've been watching as your spiritual journey has been taking place and all the things that you've shared. I've followed you as you've been reaching teenagers for God. And I want to know how to live that same life. After responding to their Facebook message, that person and his family started attending our church. They became Christians. And not only that, but they got so involved in the church, they began volunteering and helping out. And to this day, that family is thriving as a Christian family. And they are a major influencer of others. We can use social media to our advantage. We can own social media. It doesn't have to own us. And we can be influencers instead of followers. All right, let's review. Our key verse for this episode is 1 Corinthians 14.10. The King James says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without significance. And our main points for this episode are three ways to strike the social media balance. They are influence only, don't follow, schedule your time, and sub in social media with scripture. We just want to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. Just search for McCarty Ministry, but be sure to take breaks and schedule your time. Thanks so much again for listening. Make sure that you don't miss an episode of this podcast by subscribing wherever you listen. If this podcast has blessed you, please share it with others. Share it on social media. Be an influencer. And don't forget that we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or you can just go to our website, McCartyMinistries.com. You can also visit that site for more details on who we are and what we're up to. And until next time, let's keep reaching the world for Jesus.